Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 373. It's KB coming at you with a solo show. Uh, we're going to recap the Eagles' big win over the Detroit Lions on Halloween. The episode's a little delayed because, as most of you should know, the boy, my co-host, and now my brother-in-law, Matt Castarina, uh, married my sister, Sarah, the first lady of the underground. Um, so they are on their mini moon now. And, uh, you know, I was helping with wedding stuff. I was in the wedding party. So a uh, little delayed. Schedule's a little wonky, but that's fine. We we got to celebrate two incredible humans uh, over the past couple of days. And it was electric. So a little bit of an Eagles recap. Probably be a little bit shorter later in the week. Myself and the boy, Don Ponteri, will be holding it down on the main show live and uh, doing the damn thing. But of course, before we get started talking about this Eagles dub, got to give a thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Guys, I just got this new hoodie. From Tomahawk Shades from their fall apparel collection. It is some of the the best hoodie material I've ever put on my body. It's so comfortable. It's warm. It fits so well. I might never take it off. TomahawkShades.com. Get the blue light glasses, sunglasses. Check out the fall apparel collection. It's under the small batch tab on Tomahawk Shades website. You got to get it. The fall's here. It's getting a little chillier. You got to stay warm. TomahawkShades.com. Use our code USP at checkout. You get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You get the vodka soda party packs at StatesideVodka.com. You got to be 21 or older to purchase those bad boys. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. So if you guys listen to Eagles Enemies, which I recorded with the boy Pat Pitts, he also writes for Detroit Jock City. So I had to have him on Eagles Enemies. Went a little in-house this week. I sound like a complete fool. I might have to send that episode to friend of the network, uh, Freezing Cold Takes, Old Takes Exposed, because... One, I said we wouldn't see Gardner Minshew in this game. He came in, cleaned some things up. I said the Eagles were going to lose this game to the Lions, and they win 44-6. to And I also said we would not see David Blau in this game, which he came in just to hand the ball off, but we did see David Blau come into the game for the Lions uh, as the Eagles, like I said, win 44-6. to I thought DeAndre Swift was going to run all over this team. 
He did not. He had 12 carries for 27 yards, no touchdowns. Jared Goff, still hot garbage, can't play. He stinks. Uh, but the Eagles, they really didn't do too much that was wildly like fascinating. I didn't see much of the game. Um, Jalen Hurts threw the ball 14 times, went 9-14 of for 103 yards, but he ran the ball 7 times for 71 yards. And this is the first time we've seen the Eagles really use Jalen Hurts' legs to his advantage and allow him to extend plays and, and be part of the running game and an extension of the run game. Uh, averaging over 10 yards a clip, you had Boston Scott rush for 60 yards on 12 carries uh, and score two touchdowns. Jordan Howard came in as a bruiser, 12 carries, 57 yards, and two touchdowns as well. The passing game, you, Dallas Goddard was really it. Six catches for 72 yards. And the Eagles played this one super close to the vest. They played it relatively like conservatively. They ran the ball 46 times. Seven times with Jalen Hurts, 12 times with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard each, 13 times with Kenneth Gainwell, and twice with Jalen Rager. Uh, they were just ready to roll. They, they came out with a game plan in mind, and it showed growth from the coaching staff. Not that I am overly thrilled with this Eagles coaching staff whatsoever, but to see that like they could go in and attack a point of weakness on this Detroit Lions defense know that they could go in and run the ball and be successful. Um, it is pretty wild that they ran the ball like this and have not been able to do it with Miles Sanders when he was healthy this season. It, it, it raises a lot of questions with Miles Sanders' future with this team. If he comes back, what's the deal? If not, is he going to be on this team next year? I don't think so. So there's a lot of questions surrounding that. But overall, I mean, I think... This win, it doesn't show you much in terms of just overall, you know, trustworthiness in the Philadelphia Eagles. Does it show that they they can do certain things? Absolutely. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports team's go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new tv shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch well that's where streamer season comes in the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for tv and movies on the underground sports philadelphia podcast network join me kb and a plethora of our hosts right here at usp breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Overall, I don't think it really proves much in the grand scheme of this season that they are back, quote-unquote, because you beat an 0-7 team who's now 0-8. It's not like you went out and beat the Chiefs, uh, even though they've been struggling. It's not like you went out and beat the Bucks. It's not like you went out and beat the Cardinals or, or one of these like powerhouse teams this year. You beat the 0-7 Detroit Lions who are trying to just keep their heads afloat and, and find any sort of semblance of um, just progression this season with that team. You know, I, I've been on the record on this show and on Bell and the Birdmen saying 
what's the difference between Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni? And I mean, at least this week, it showed that the Eagles wanted to play for Nick Sirianni, for this coaching staff, and really go out and, and prove that like they can win football games. Don't know when they'll win another one. But it was good to finally see this team put together a complete game, go out and score uh, in every single quarter. They scored seven points in the first quarter, 10 in the second, 21 points in the third, and then six more in the fourth. Uh, they shut the Lions out for three straight quarters. They only got six points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and they win by that iconic 44-6 to score, which we all know very well from that 2008 season game against the Cowboys that punched the Eagles' ticket to the playoffs uh, and eventually a ticket to the NFC Championship game, which they ended up losing to the Cardinals. But nonetheless, um, the Eagles get a big, much-needed win. They're now 3-5 and five on the season. Um, Darius Slay, of course, gets the interception return for a touchdown back home in Detroit where he spent the uh, first portion of his career before being traded to the Eagles. Um, overall, I mean, this team showed guts. They showed heart. Uh, obviously, there was one big takeaway in terms of injuries. Jalen Rager got carted off with an ankle injury. We'll see how long he's out. Um, but, I mean, does this win change the trajectory of the season for me in one way or another? Not really. Is it cool to see the, the Eagles get a win? Sure. But it's not moving the needle one way or another in terms of, okay, let's go all in on a playoff push and let's, you know, stop talking about this team tanking, yada, yada, yada. No, like this team is still not good. They still need a ton of help in the draft this coming year at multiple positions. And it's not going to do you any good, honestly, if you go out and win games, if you make the playoffs, sure, you have the Dolphins' first-round pick, and sure, you have the Colts' pick if Carson Wentz and that whole scenario plays out. But right now, I mean, you look at, at Tankathon, uh, which we love to do in Philadelphia, lots and lots. We go to the NFL tab here. Um you know, currently things would play out with the Eagles getting the number three pick in the draft via Miami. They would have their own pick at number eight, and the Colts pick would be at number nine uh, if things were to hit. But the wild card scenario in the NFL is also absolutely buku bananas um, with how piss poor that seven seed is looking. So, I mean, there, there's tons of things that could still play out, but right now the Eagles, if the season ended, ended today, would have three top nine draft picks in the 2022 NFL draft. And the way I see things right now is, like, you can't give up the opportunity to get blue-chip players in this draft. And sure, you know, you can go and, and look at the players in this draft, and it looks like Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be potentially the number one overall pick, but you hope that he can drop to you at that Dolphin spot or somehow Detroit rattles off a couple wins. Houston gets a couple wins, but, you know, Houston's probably going to be looking at a quarterback. Um, and you hope Kayvon Thibodeau can get to the Eagles. That's my hope because the Eagles need an edge rusher. Brandon Graham, you don't know what he's going to be like coming off the Achilles injury. Derek Barnett, don't think he should be back on this team. Um, he's not going to be worth the money, and if you can up 
upgrade that position. Get Kayvon Thibodeau in here, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound edge rusher from Oregon. He's electric. I'm all in on him being a Philadelphia Eagle if it's possible, and you just have to hope the Dolphins keep losing and hope Detroit can get a couple wins as well as the Houston Texans so you can go and get Kayvon Thibodeau. And then it allows you to go and look at some of the other players in this draft with that Colts pick and with your own pick. Uh, and right now things are, are breaking where the Eagles would go and get offensive tackle Evan Neal from Alabama, 6'7", 360-pound offensive tackle. Uh, they'd get Aiden Hutchinson, an edge rusher from Michigan, who's 6'6", 265 pounds, so a little bit bigger than Kayvon Thibodeau. But, uh, you know, I would hope for, for Thibodeau, obviously. And then Andrew Booth Jr., a corner from Clemson, who's 6'195 pounds. Um Obviously, Steven Nelson, free agent after the year. Darius Slay, not getting any younger. So you'd have to address the corner position for sure. Uh, but the interesting part about this as well is the Eagles still have some high-end uh, picks in the second round where they'd get Daxton Hill in this mock draft uh, on Tankathon from Michigan a safety. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And I believe they have one more second round pick. I could be wrong. I am wrong. Um, I think it trickles into the third round where they're drafting a tight end from Ohio State. So, I mean, you're hoping to get Kayvon Thibodeau if you're the Eagles. In my opinion, Evan Neal is the number two prospect in this whole shebang. Uh, The offensive lineman from Alabama, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame is there. So, I mean... Sure. Are we looking at the draft maybe a little bit too early in terms of the Philadelphia Eagles? Possibly. But, I mean, it's never too early when a team right now, halfway through the season, is 3-5. and five, It doesn't look like there's a true end in sight. You're not going to win the division this year, more than likely, because the Cowboys are on fire. And your November schedule is extremely tough, where you might go 1-3 and three in the month of November because you have one game against the Giants, and divisional games are toss-ups. Divisional games are extreme toss-ups, but you play the Chargers, the Saints, the Broncos, not in that order, the Broncos come before the Saints, but the Broncos are on the road, Chargers and Saints are at home, and I believe the Giants game is on the road, but November is a tough month for the Eagles, and I, I just don't see where, you know, Denver may be a win, but it, it's such an unknown because it's at Denver, that weather, that altitude, things can go crazy, you never know what's going to happen. I, I just don't know if it's too early to start talking about the draft. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I also don't want to mortgage the future with these draft picks and send them to a team like Seattle or something like that to go and get Russell Wilson. It, it makes zero sense for the Eagles to go and do that. You know, you need players on this roster, and mortgaging your future and potential ability to get blue chip college prospects in this draft 
for a guy who's going to be 33 at the end of the, of November. And, you know, it's not a guarantee that you can go and trade for him. It's also one of those things where is he going to be good with the pieces around him here that you can't upgrade now because you traded your draft picks that would have given you pieces to upgrade around on this roster to Seattle, and it's not going to be here to benefit Russell Wilson. The This team is young in a lot of key spots. Um, I, I just don't see the benefit of trading for Russell Wilson. This team's not one quarterback away. They're not one Russell Wilson-esque guy away from winning a championship or even necessarily being a contender for a championship. So I think the prospect of trading for Russell Wilson is such a pipe dream and such a like Madden GM career mode where you control the quarterback during the games and you can you know run up the scores and, and beat the computer. It, it just doesn't make feasible sense in my mind to go and trade for Russell Wilson when there are so many glaring needs on this roster. It's been made evident through the first eight weeks of the season and the Eagles need to figure out a lot of things and kind of look themselves in the mirror through eight weeks and be like, okay, we're three and five. How do we want the rest of this season to play out? And where do we see ourselves heading into the off season of 2021 into the 2022 season? To get in the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf releasing weekly a part of the underground sports philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows so yeah that's where i'm at with the eagles fantastic win good morale boost uh right at the mid-season mark but they're going to need it because the month of November is going to be an absolute gauntlet stretch and uh, it's not going to be fun. So buckle up, everybody, because the Philadelphia Eagles season is just getting started. They're three and five uh, and they're going to be in search for some wins when they can get them because it does not get any easier. The NFL trade deadline is coming gone. Uh, the Eagles do make a trade before the deadline swooped in. Uh, no pun intended there. Um, they ended up trading for, I want to get his name correct. Carrie Vincent jr. Um, in exchange for a 2022 six round pick, uh, Carrie Vincent jr. Went to DBU, AKA LSU. And, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a fun player. He's a seventh round pick this year by the Broncos. So the Broncos in essence they they net profit from that deal uh getting a higher draft pick than what they spent on Kerry Vincent Jr but he made a fantastic play against Oklahoma last season um getting an interception he's he's a fun player i think that if he can develop a little bit more and uh show off his skill set he can be a, a nice little piece to this team don't know if he'll stick around past this season but we'll see what happens with Kerry Vincent Jr., but the Eagles do go and make a trade on deadline day, and uh, they get another defensive back to add to the the room with Darius Slay, Steven Nelson, Avante Maddox, and the rest of those boys. So, welcome to Philadelphia, Kerry Vincent Jr. Um, the
top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer. Upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you it's already know. I think that's how it always we went, goes. Like, like 45 minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Are we doing? <laughs> um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Bins time. What's up? We're back. The Philadelphia Flyers, they are uh they're off to a pretty decent start this season. They are currently in fourth place in the Metropolitan. They're five, two, and one, have eleven points on the year through eight games. Um they've been fun, you know. I mean it hasn't been pretty at some points. Obviously, they got blanked by the Calgary Flames on Saturday. Um, but they were able to take care of business against Edmonton and, and the Canucks since the last time we had a podcast. And, uh, you know, they've been able to, to take care of business through a majority of this early portion of the schedule. But like we said last week, uh, things get tough. They get the Penguins on the road, the Capitals on the road. They're home against the Maple Leafs, and they go on the road against the Hurricanes and the Stars back-to-back. And then they're home against Calgary, Tampa Bay, and the Bruins. And then they go on the road to play the Lightning and the Panthers back-to-back. Then they come home to play the Hurricanes. Then they're at the Devils, and then home against the Islanders for the month of November. So the month of November, not kind to Philadelphia sports whatsoever. Uh, the Flyers going to be on a tough stretch, but they've been playing well. They've been fun to watch. Don't know if things will continue to progress the way that they have. Um, but, you know, I'm enjoying it for, you know, the time being and, and hopefully taking advantage of uh, some fun hockey while the Eagles season is a little bit down. The Sixers are in a bit of a limbo stage. And, of course, the Philadelphia Phillies just absolutely stink, and we don't know what's going to be the deal with them uh, until the offseason. So, hopefully the Flyers can continue to roll. They've been a lot of fun this year so far in the early going. And uh, take advantage of some opportunities in front of them and hopefully go on a, a bit of a run here in November to build up some wins, build up some points in the standings, and take advantage of a tough Metropolitan division. That's all I got for you guys right now. A bit of a shorter episode, like I said. My sister, Sarah, and the boy, Matt Castarina, got married. And uh, this episode a little delayed because of that, but it's all good because we got to celebrate two freaking awesome humans. And uh, I now have a legal brother, which is pretty awesome, uh, to say the least. But I love the both of them and uh, wishing for just eternal happiness for the two of them. Uh, because they absolutely deserve it. They're two of the best humans I know, if not the two best. And uh, Matt will be back next week. But like I said early in the show, myself and Dom will be holding it down Wednesday night. 
And uh, be sure to follow us on the social medias at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at KBIZZL311. Follow Matt at Matt Castorina. Uh, check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Wish Matt and Sarah a congratulations on their wedding. I want to see all those reviews in there uh, flooding in. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do, too. You can also check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, thank you to our sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro, Foot, Security 21, Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, Tomahawk Shades, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, and Kenwood Beer. Go to TomahawkShades.com, use code USP at checkout to get 25% off your entire order. From the homies at Tomahawk Shades, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, you get the Vodka Soda Party Packs, you get the one liter bottles of vodka for 10% off with promo code USP, and the Black Label Bourbon is in stock. So go check that out while it is available. StatesideVodka.com, you got to be 21 or older to purchase, and of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, use the Kenny Tracker at KenwoodBeer.com. See who's got Kenwood on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 373 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy, KB. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.